0: interesting things going on right now. The Monday Morning Memo for July 11th, 2011. Once a year, I allow myself to ramble a bit in the insane delusion that someone out there might actually want to know what's happening in my life. Deep in my heart, I know the only people who really care about my private trivia are my wife and my mom. My wife, of course, lives with me, so I'll address the rest of today's memo to my mom. You can eavesdrop if you like. Dear Mom, The tower is finally finished. Everyone who has seen it so far has been big-eyed and breathless. Classes are ten times as much fun there as when they were in Tuscan Hall. The only things left to be completed on the campus are the Chris and Dave Windmill Theater... Frodo Baggins' home in the hillside, and some landscaping. We should have all this done in less than a year, and then I'll be stepping down as chancellor to let someone with better organizational skills take the academy to the next level. Can you believe I've got to raise $40,000 to pay for another big bronze statue? It's the final piece in the master design of the interlinked symbols on the campus. The academy is, of course, completely without funds, but that's what always happens in the summer. I try not to worry. Due to the Academy's predictable lack of summertime revenue, Penny and I moved the construction crew to our private property next door to the campus to build a spectacular new welcome center right at the property line, where our property borders the Academy's property. Penny's been saving up the money to do this, so the Academy will be able to finally catch its breath financially for the next few months. The location of the Welcome Center lets my staff greet the Academy's visitors to the campus since the Academy doesn't yet have the money to hire its own full-time staff. When the Academy completes the final few construction projects I mentioned earlier, it should easily be able to hire its own people. Till then, my staff will continue to work for free for the Academy as necessary. Sean Taylor has decided that I should teach a one-hour class each month by streaming video people will send in their questions, and I'll answer the best questions for everyone present in the electronic classroom. We've done this for a number of companies in recent months, and it's been hugely successful. So, Sean wants to start a class for anyone who is willing to pay the tuition. The whole world is invited to sit in on the first class for free next Monday to see if they want to enroll. I'm sending the manuscript of Pendulum to the publisher this week, like the Tower It turned out profoundly better than I had imagined. This is what the reader will find just inside the cover of the book next spring when it hits the shelves of bookstores everywhere. If you will see into the heart of a people, look closely at what they create. Examine the inventions to which they pay the most attention. Read their best-selling books. Listen to their popular music. This is how you will know them. Roy H. Williams And then it goes on to say, Having made my 90-minute presentation on society's 40-year pendulum to 241 auditoriums full of people in the past eight years, I began this book by trying to disprove my own 40-year hypothesis. My friend, Dr. Kerry Mullis, winner of the 1993 Nobel Prize in Chemistry, said, Roy, there are few true scientists left in the world. Too often, a scientist will develop a hypothesis and then look for supporting evidence. They identify with their hypothesis and they want it to be correct. But this is bad science. When you have a hypothesis, your job is to try to disprove it. No one knows more about your hypothesis than you do. No one else is as qualified to discover its flaws. When you believe a thing to be true, your first responsibility is to do everything you can to disprove it. As I attacked my hypothesis to disprove it, I found three major loopholes. One. I had chosen the examples in my presentation after I developed my theory. 2. My presentation was America-centric. I was using the billboard charts to follow patterns in music and the New York Times bestseller list to follow patterns in literature. 3. All my examples came from the past 120 years. My original motive in this was that the audience needed to be familiar with the events, but if my 40-year hypothesis was true... It should be observable in any century. With Carrie's voice ringing in my head, I decided to A. Throw out all the familiar data in my 90-minute presentation. B. Begin a new investigation using completely new data whose patterns and connections I would have no way of knowing in advance. C. Gather this new data from persons who had never seen my presentation. D. Use the international hit-tracking website, t instead of Billboard. E. Use the publisher's weekly list instead of the New York Times. F. Examine every 40-year window for the past 3,000 years. G. Use a single source, Wikipedia, for establishing the dates of events in question. This book is the result of that investigation. Well, Mom, that's about it. Penny and I will be up to spend a couple days with you soon. Jake and Rex and Brandy are still glowing from the two days they spent with you last month. Love, Ro. P.S. Thank you for listening to the Monday Morning Memo. Visit the online version of the memo to find a hyperlink to the free streaming video class Roy mentioned. You'll also find a link to the picture of the bronze statue and a photo of the foundation of the new Welcome Center. Just go to mondaymorningmemo.com, click the link to the archives. You're looking for the memo for July 11, 2011. While there, you can also peruse the upcoming courses at wizardacademy.org. There's bound to be one coming soon that you need to attend. And they fill up fast. We'll see you when you get here.